right? The stuff that they do today. You know, they can be in the country category, but it's just not as good as what you had in the 80s, you know? And, and that's fine. You want to play it on country radio, fine, but understand it's not country, right? That's just my thought right there. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 27 of The Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. We're your hosts, Michael, Anthony, and Steven. Hey, fellas. Hey, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure to be with you guys tonight. Oh, man. I tell you what, if, if Anthony ever sat to my right, I would never see him because it's just like there he is on my left every time we're here. You know? uh, is that a good or a bad thing? I don't know. I heard we're getting new equipment, so I'm wondering if we, you know, when that's set up, are you still going to be to my left? I don't think see so. See what the table brings. See what the table... Oh, a table. Ah, a table. You know, we did table. that one episode around the table, and I thought, you know, it was intimate. It was yeah, like it was. a, it was like an acoustic set, you know? Well, the acoustic set was coming from your dog. Well, that was true, too, yeah. <laughs> the snoring was yes. very loud. He was, he was snoring quite loud. You I, know, he gets all, like, crazy during storms, and uh, so, like, last week, I, we, I've been on vacation, but last week my mom had had the dog while while we were on vacation and she said he was like shaking during storms it's crazy so you mean to tell Poor me guy. that the dog gets scared during storms what happens during fireworks just out oh, of curiosity was, yeah he was same thing same, same thing. thing yeah we had to send yeah. him over to, during 4th of July we had to send him to my to my parents house because he was just because we were going to be home and so like we didn't want him there at the house just shaking uncontrollably i'm not sure if either of you guys have ever been to bluffton but there isn't a whole much to do there. It's very good for a family vacation. So, of course, it was great to see my in-laws and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and my my nephews and, and hang out with them. But, of course, as I've said in previous episodes, and I'll say again, of course I'm going to go do the circuit to the local stores there in Bluffton. So I went to a couple of places, one there on the property in Palmetto Bluff, Boundary Bottle Shop. I've been there a couple of times. Pretty cool. But this time I went to Big Jim's Liquors, um, which is just about, I don't know, it was about 10 minutes from where we were staying. So I struck up a conversation with the owner, a really good guy. Um, Big of course, Jim? I, you know, here's the thing. I don't even know if he's named Big Jim or not, like, because, you know, I know he's the owner, but I didn't even bother to ask if his name was Jim. So, you know, if by chance he ever listens to this, be like, I'm not sure if that's his name or not. But um, really cool guy <laughs> and, uh, you know, had a really good bourbon selection. We talked about how bourbon has kind of gone off the charts. He told me about how he gets asked all the time about, you know, Blanton's and everything else. But the cool thing about him was he was pretty honest with me and just said, you know, like, I'm part of a local bourbon society here and things like that. And he said he takes care of his regular customers, which I really appreciated because I've been to so many of those stores where you go in and you see what? A whole bunch of cool bottles sitting out, but they cost like 10 times secondary. That store is not one of them, so um, I really appreciated his his uh, talking to him and, and everything else. Like really, really straight up guy, really nice guy. And then on top of it, I found some really old Canadian whiskey. <laughs> I found some 18 year old J.P. Weiser's whiskey that looked like it had been on the shelf for literally forever. And I asked him, "Where'd you get this?" And he just said, "I've had it ever since I took over the store, which was like seven or eight years ago." And so. I got a really good feeling that stuff was distilled probably like sometime in the 80s or 90s. I'm still trying to date it, but um, pretty cool visit, you know, so pretty you cool to, scene. You found yourself a Dusty. I did. I found a Canadian okay. Dusty. Is this the same place you found the uh, really old uh, 20, 
seven year old or thirty seven year old or whatever. No, if you remember now, uh, I was out in whiskey, North Carolina. So oh, okay. I think we've picked up a trend here, which is in the Carolinas, nobody cares about Canadian whiskey. Well, I was just thinking, Big Jim likes it when you come on vacation because you buy all the stuff that he hadn't sold in years. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, here comes Anthony. When are you going to schedule your trip again next year? <laughs> Well, I told him I was going to stop it every year, and he told me he was going to buy a bottle of that for himself because he trusted my review. I opened it and drank it. It was pretty tasty. Um, so we'll see. I don't know if he actually did it, but that'd be pretty cool if he did. So how did you find Big Jim? Like, did you just, like, Google liquor stores around there, or did you uh, just, when you were driving in, you saw that one? Or look yeah. for the one that had the best bourbon selection? Like, you looked that up online or something? or. I just go to search liquor stores near me, and then I read the Google reviews just to see if it's going to be a waste of time or not. And there that, you one, go. that one didn't seem like it was going to be, so I went over there. I think I actually bought a little of a Chattanooga barrel strength, too, as well, just because I always wanted to try it, and it didn't cost any more than it did in Kentucky, so right. uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. Well, I know there's, you know, around here, I'm glad to hear that Big Jim is taking care of people around there and doing things uh, the good way. I know there's some around here we're just, just talking about how they like to take care of people that spend a lot of money or buy a lot of tequila or or stuff like that you know i know there's one around here that they got weller foolproof in the other day and it was a store pick so like they in theory they probably got 100 bottles of it at least you know um not like this regular weller foolproof where they may have only got four or five bottles um but they apparently only opened it up to their bourbon club ah you know and i've never i i feel like i've been in there regularly and I've never been invited to the be in the bourbon club or they've never talked about the bourbon club around me so but I mean I know enough people that are in it that they thought I was in it you know so so I went in there and um so I thought I would just try to you know I thought I, I thought I'd slide that in there you know <laughs> so I was like stopped in and I said I even name dropped the owner when the guy was working you know I was like hey you know so and so said uh said he'd save me one of those well or foolproof uh I thought maybe I could come in here and get it right now. And the guy goes, oh, they're all sold out. He goes, we had them, but they're all sold out. Uh, okay. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. I know that's not true, but whatever. That's fine. Um, so then a buddy of mine goes in there like five days later, five or six days later. And um, while he's in there buying something else, a guy comes in and picks up his Weller foolproof. And so, like, clearly they weren't sold out, you know. So yeah. it just kind of kind of bugs you, you know, when you see that kind of stuff. Well, how do you know, and I'm just speculating here, that Stephen didn't actually slide over there. Oh, I, He's in the bourbon club secretly. We didn't know that. I'd say he probably did. He probably slid over there. He's Was it like, you, oh, man? Did you over there? <laughs> I came in after hours. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I scooped them all up. <laughs> Makes you just kind of want to, like, you know, just say forget it. But at the same time, you also know, like, you got to go there, you know? It's yeah. those things. Like, it just sucks, but it's just part of it. Well, the big thing that bugs me about it, and again, this is not like a jealousy thing or anything else, because obviously as connoisseurs, collectors, lovers of bourbon and everything else that we are, I like to enjoy a lot of the stuff that I get and I'm fortunate to get my hands on. And when you got stores that are you know, taking care of whatever their regulars are, and then their regulars end up with somehow five bottles, and then all of a sudden they're posting them on you know, some secondary site for three and four hundred dollars a piece and saying you know i'm not i'm not budging a, a bit on this and then you're like well why are you taking care of some guy who's basically going out and making money off you so um i guess if you're a good liquor store owner or if you want to take care of your customers you should maybe favor the people that are drinking it maybe you think yeah so that's well, hard to please though by the way that can i just tell you what 
what I think is one of the stupidest commercials on TV right now. This has to do with liquor stores, so I'm not like okay. know, going off, off okay. the rails here. Yeah. But uh, if you are, then well, I mean, it's a drizzly commercial. Have you guys seen the drizzly commercial where there's like four of them sitting on a couch or three of them sitting on a couch watching TV, and one of them goes, "Uh oh, we're out of bourbon," and then they call <laughs> call drizzly and it's delivered. <laughs> Who's out of bourbon? Like what? Anybody that drinks bourbon doesn't just run out of bourbon. Like, you've always got bottles <laughs> sitting around, right? Like, you're, like I could believe it's it correct. if it was beer. Like, I, oh, I'll yeah. in the refrigerator and we're out of beer. Like, you know, that happens. That happens, You yeah. know, like, or wine, that probably happens. Mm-hmm. But, like, bourbon, that never happens. Like... I know it doesn't happen in any of our house. I mean, I if you just sure, want to yeah. keep drinking, there's, you're going to find something at your house. Like, you've got bottles. I, I mean, the day I come... bad, you got a pot still you can always drink. I mean, <laughs> right, which... We're referencing that bottle of pot still that's still here, right? It's Steven? still here. As a matter of fact, here. I had a quick little pour. It's a good reference point. That's yeah, why exactly. I had, a little, I had a quick little pour tonight knowing that no matter what we have tonight, that's always going to be the bottom, right? <laughs> so There you go. I mean, it's only up from there. Your taste buds only go up from there. That's right? exactly right. It's only up from there. It's, that's the palate warmer. It's going to make whatever it is taste that much better. Well, speaking of tonight, tonight we have a bottle from Watershed Distillery it is their bottled and bond bourbon. This is actually very exciting. So Watershed Distillery is actually in Columbus, Ohio, right? So you guys have heard me say previously, I'm an Ohio boy and, um, you know, born and raised in Ohio. So whenever we're talking about stuff like that, it's, it's exciting. So distillery is Watershed Distillery. The bottle date is 2021. The ABV is 50%. It's 100 proof. Of course, it's bottle and bond, so it's a four-year product. The mash bill is 72% corn, 21% rye, and 7% malted barley. And the MSRP is $50. But a quick sidebar here. We were very fortunate. This is the first time um, in the short history of our podcast that we were actually sent this bottle as a media sample. Um, So Watershed Distillery was nice enough to send us a package, a very nice package, um, with their bottle and bond bourbon and also the apple brandy cask finish bourbon. Um, I believe that's what it was called. And so that was provided to us. And of course, we're going to look at the apple brandy cask finish in another episode. But, um, Alan, gentlemen, what do you guys think about that? That presentation for their media package was super nice. Pretty cool. I mean, feel like we made it, you know, when somebody sends you something. I mean, it was a great big, great big black box that magnets on it. You lift the top up. Uh, what did it say on the inside again? Say I'll drink. Uh, what I'll drink. What I'll drink. What I want. Drink what I want. I'll drink what I want. Yeah, it was Whatever. pretty cool. Something yeah. like that. But I feel like, you know, we always talked about when we started this thing that we were going to be open and honest. But I also feel like that, you know, if we don't like it, we're going to get a invoice for these bottles. You know, we're going to be like, you know, you talked about the MSRP. They're yeah. going to. By the way, that's yeah. Uh, they're yeah. gonna send us that plus the tax and everything, shipping costs and everything else too. So <laughs> that's uh, gonna watch what we say here. Yeah, exactly right. No, I mean we'll we'll be as independent as possible, but no, so. but they did a cool job on the on the bottle. It's not the uh, the regular uh, generic bottle that a lot of those like craft distilleries do. You know, we've talked about how that one, how how so many of them have that same shape kind of like the stag junior bottle shape you know and i think maybe was it wild turkey or somebody has that too it looks like this thing is Stephen commented on how heavy duty it is mm-hmm. um it's a it's a heavy bottle it's got a lot of information on it i felt like it's bottled and bond they, they've missed the opportunity to put the dollar 
sign uh, label on the top. You know how like the bottled and bonds always have the hundred yep. and then the hundred proof thing that kind of looks like a dollar that shows that it was, you know, government approved or whatever. Yeah, I mean, almost should have put that on like there. a fake tax strip kind yeah, of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it still looks should've cool. Put yeah. that on there. Yeah. You know, like hey, yeah. do that. But uh, it's got a little bit of information on the back. I do like that it's aged four years because it seems like there's so many. Um, craft distilleries that just want to go ahead and put stuff out right mm-hmm. so um so they they obviously waited and i think when we we're looking up information on it i think they had a regular bourbon that was like a 90 proof but it was four years too so like they've done that and i think they've got like a six year out or something yeah and they've been around for 10 so that's the thing i i, I had asked just because i wasn't sure being that i have family in the columbus area and uh you know it's not surprisingly i've had some friends and family that have actually gone to that distillery i, I didn't know that until I was gathering information recently. But. And uh, we're looking forward to some of the uh, flavors. One of them is chicory. So can anybody tell me what chicory is before I start looking for it? Steven's a flavor man. He got the, is it like I a coffee? I believe it's a flower. I believe weird notes of like nutty and coffee may come from it. Oh. Hmm. I think it was, I thought it was like a chocolate hickory, but I guess I'm wrong on that. <laughs> but they've got grit, great ingredients, and a team dedicated to the pursuit of perfection. That inspires confidence. I was looking up. Well, we don't know anything about it, right? So yeah. like, I, I knew nothing about it. So we started, Stephen says before the episode, he's like, get on there and let's, let's find out a little bit of information on the distillery, the bottles, all that kind of stuff. I just went to Google Maps, and it's right around the corner from the Ohio State football stadium. So mm. that's kind of cool. Can I get an OH? I'm not doing that. Ah, come on. I just like stadiums. Come I don't like on. No, I can't stand it. I did go to yeah. a football game, or I went to a tailgating experience. At Ohio State, Ohio State, Michigan, one time. Uh, that's, that was that's cool. a good one. No, that's it was cool. One. It was fun. Synthetic or not? Oh, it's no, a no. synthetic cork. It's synthetic cork. Yeah, it's okay. a synthetic it's nice cork. But it is, yeah. It's good uh, seal. Oh yeah. All right. You know, synthetics make that noise. They are. They're so. celebrating ten years of distilling, independent distilling. So um, maybe they've been around even longer than that. That's how long they've been doing it. So pretty good. I'm excited to try it. Non-chill filtered. That checks the box, right? Checks the box. Non-chill filtered. Does it? What box is that? The, the non-chill filter box? box. Yeah, okay. yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's what bourbon drinkers want, right? They want uh-huh. to make sure that it's non-chill filtered. Okay. Even though you got, you know, some of the best brands and whiskeys in the world that are chill filtered, but I, I digress, right? All right. Oh, should we go for our first notes? I love Christmas. <laughs> it is piney fresh. Yeah. That is, a, that is a Christmas wreath if I ever smelled one. Yeah, it's hard to... Uh, Pine cones... Smell anything else, but that, that's a very strong pine note. Evergreen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we were talking about what we're looking forward to in the fall before the episode. This that's is just right. like it right here. There you go. There's a hint of I mean, a nice little caramel note. Yeah, faint caramel. Maybe a little bit of zest, like a, like an orange or lemon zest, like a citrus zest. Yeah, some sort of citrus zest. It's very interesting. I mean, you know, you guys have already said it, but I... Jokingly said, if you're from Ohio and you're from, especially from Northeast Ohio, you know, there's a lot of trees and a lot of things that Christmas in Northeast Ohio right here and the smell of this bourbon. Do you know if that area is heavier in evergreens than Uh, the tree makeup versus Kentucky? I'm not sure to tell you the truth. I do know that, you know, the area I'm from, you know, massive, massive amount of oak trees everywhere. Um, Oak trees. Yeah. A lot of oak pollen. Of course, you got buckeye trees too, right? Can't, can't mention those. Buckeye candies. There you go. Go for first taste. All right. It's interesting. It's got 
There's not much flavor. Well, a little bit. I'm tasting some flavor. It's like a quick hit on the front palate with that uh, that nutty. I guess it's a little bit of nutty, a little bit of cherry. It's quick, though, and then it kind of dissipates into that, I would call it like an oak, like a wet oak or a young oak or a toasted oak, but it comes on pretty strong. But you say that because you started off with it's interesting. And I feel like that's like... You know, when you're getting ready to break up with somebody, that's like the kind of, <laughs> you know, the, the neutral kind of words you use to... to funny, funny you mention that. You know, <laughs> but uh, but then you got better. It definitely tastes, you can definitely tell it's four years old. I've had other four-year-old products that taste a little bit more mature than this. And I wonder how much of that is, if they're, I can only imagine, because it's bottle and bond, they got to be storing it there in Ohio. And even though... You know, some people might think that the climate there in Columbus, if that's where they're storing it, is the same as, you know, Lexington, Bardstown, Louisville. It's really not. It's actually a little bit hotter here, and up there it's a little bit colder in the winters. And so I wonder if uh, there's a little bit less uh, yeah, of the, the, the juice, the liquid going back and forth into the woods. So it's uh, not interesting in a bad way. There you go. That's good. I'm getting a lot of like, you know, pine or oak, just raw wood notes out of these. Yeah. Do we feel like? I, mean, I don't want to get too nerdy on this. Would we know the char level, the char number on that barrel? Gosh, I mean, your guess would be as good as mine. I know that a lot of companies talk about, like, for example, Wild Turkey always talks about their alligator char, right? And then you hear others talk about different levels of charring. I'm not really. A, uh, an expert enough to know if that has an impact on this, but the color is probably like a light amber, yeah, it's, copper. It's pretty, it's pretty light. And there's kind of a couple little things, you know, add up that it's light colored. Yeah. We're getting heavy oaky pine wood mm-hmm. notes. Just wondering what the char number is. If it's a three or if they go lighter, like a two. It's possible, or it just could be as simple as the fact that, that the climate's the different. The so, yeah, what does Burger I mean, King use? They charbroil. Well, what do they use? They're like a, they're like a six, right? They, you ever driven by there and they got the smoke coming oh out? Oh my the, gosh! I wonder what they're doing to those burgers. I mean, they're not just putting them on the grill. They're probably actually injecting them with flavor too. You know. So you know, it's funny. I saw a uh, the Onion had an article the other day, but it said, "Is Burger King open or not?" And like you know how you always can't really tell if the lights are on and you know it's like one of those places that's where you true come by. when it, we got home from we were coming back from mexico the other night you know out of the airport and we were hungry so we're driving it's like 10 30 you know so we pull off the exit and ash is like my wife's like i want burger king i was like well that's all right over there we had to drive up and we're like are they open or not are the lights on you can't really oh well <laughs> there's a car in the drive-thru you know you had to figure it out but uh we got some chain uh charbroiled flame nice you know? Right at ten forty five at night. <laughs> I don't know if it was level two or three, but now everybody knows about your diet there. Uh, there right. at eleven o'clock. My diet's at night. terrible. I can tell you that. <laughs> I think the other thing that I'm getting from this, it's twenty one percent rye, and you can tell that it's twenty one percent rye. There's a mm-hmm. lot of spices. There is a lot of spices. There's, I guess, a little hint of vanilla that I'm catching too. So it's faint if it's there. It's it's very faint, but it's it's. Again, I'm back to saying just interesting because, you know, we try a lot of different bourbons. I think we're all used to different things that we like. And this one's definitely off profile for a lot of the stuff that we've tasted and things that we, you know, know. And that's not that's not always a bad thing. So. And it being a northern, sta- uh, a northern state compared to 
Kentucky. Yeah. And just the different climate, and I don't know if the wilderness around there, we're getting a lot of the tree influence in it's, the warehouse, but it's, it's just a little different. It's possible. You know, getting to Christmas, I didn't know if we had more, you know, evergreens up there. Yeah, it definitely has, and it could just be whatever rye they're using, sure, you know, that influences that flavor profile, but definitely so, interesting. So here's my thoughts. Yeah. Is you know that I am partial to anything from Kentucky. Yes. And I have a hard time liking anything that's from outside. You and get so a hard I've, time even finishing the OHIO. I mean, come on. Yeah, I won't do that. So <laughs> they, I feel like this has, you know, at, at a regular bourbon, you know, they're not going to be able to compete with the Kentucky bourbons. Um, however... Are you saying you're going to handicap it? Oh, yeah. However, however, you know, they probably can succeed in what I would call the gimmick category, you know, where you finish things and you blend things and you do stuff like that, right? And they sent us a, a, a something finished, finished. right? Yeah. yeah. Apple so Pen, I yeah. think, you know, that's where that can, like, level the playing field for these kind of companies. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they, they can kind of mask something that's not quite as good as Kentucky bourbon, you know? Their base product is right. something else. Yes. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that when we do that because I think that'll probably be... And that, you just got to call that what it is. Like, it's, you know, yeah. it's different, you know? My 80s country that I love, right? There you go. That's... You can have other stuff, but you just got to call it what it is. It's not country, right? The stuff that <laughs> they do today. You know, they can be in the country category, but it's just not as good as what you had in the 80s. <laughs> You know, and, and that's fine. You want to play it on country radio, fine. But understand, it's not country, right? I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, <laughs> that's just my thought, right it's there. It's amazing. I love it. So, fellas, would you pass, try, or buy under watershed bottled and bond? Well, I was trying not to be influenced by what Michael just said, even though I was entertained by it. Um, I'm going to be a solid try on this one, and. I will acknowledge that part of my try is a little bit of the Ohio bias that I have being born and raised in Ohio and spending a lot of time there and loving the Buckeye State. Uh, For a company to do everything that I've read about that Watershed has done with their different products over the years and now kind of come to market with a bottle and bond four-year, I do think it's worth trying. Um, At the MSRP of $49.99, it does, you know, as people have listened to our show, it makes it a little difficult. But the reason I'm a solid try here is because most people that drink whiskey and bourbon, they're always tasting things that are similar, right? And we're always trying to taste the next best thing. This is different, not in a bad way. When I first poured it, I definitely was a little bit more like, what the heck am I drinking here? And then as, the, you know, as I sipped more, I, I actually liked it more. But I don't know, the reason I'm saying try is because I don't know if it's going to be something that I'm going to go out and immediately buy when I see it. I do want to try their other products. I'm really excited to try their finished stuff because I like finished bourbons. And so it'll be interesting. I think that's a really solid product put forth, and you can tell that a lot of thought and effort went into it. I'm up to take some of your, your topics there. I, I like what you said um, about it being different. Um, I kind of enjoyed the Christmas scent right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Very nostalgic, right? Yeah. Something like nostalgia. Especially coming the end of summer and it's hot. I'm going to pass on this, this bottle, but I'm excited about this being the base and seeing what uh, a cast uh, finished product can bring. Okay. The only reason I'm going to have to pass on this is probably the cost. 
thing four years at fifty dollars. Yeah, that's tough. That's it's just tough to swallow. Well, we're gonna have to pay it now because we're gonna be getting a bill because the person they sent it to just passed on it. So, but actually, you know what? I think I would go with try in an old fashioned. Ah, okay. Because the 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 piney smell of it to me sound, mm. I, I felt like that would smell great in an old fashioned. And, and plus. In an old fashioned, I don't really care what's in there. Like you know, I really don't. I mean, it's it's got the high rye content, yeah. which is good, you know. And if somebody had that on, on a menu and they said, "Oh, it's got watershed distillery bourbon in the in the old fashioned," I'm I'm fine with that, you know. Yeah. And um, so I think, I think now that I know what it is and what it tastes like, I I would not pass on that, you know. I gotcha. So, but I do not think I would buy a whole bottle of it and just drink it. Yeah, I hear you. And one thing I wanted to interject here as well is that. We looked at previous bottles we've tasted from craft distillers in Indiana and even some right here in our backyard, like bluegrass distillers, right? I kind of look at these folks in the same vein that I look at, like bluegrass. We liked what we tasted from them, but we also, you know, had a little bit of hesitation at different times and said, okay, but they're they're on the shelf priced at around the same price that this is as well. Okay. So when you got companies that are considered craft and then they're putting out their bonded products and other products you know the price level is a little steep but i gotta imagine that people in ohio probably rally around them pretty heavy and when you get i don't know how many states this is distributed and i can't imagine it's probably more it was on their website they tell what 10 or 15 basically just the ones right around here just around here so around them at least i think they'll get a little bit of of uh traction there people maybe rallying around but you know it's got to be tough like just I was thinking about what you just said there. Um, it's got to be tough, like, to figure out how much you sell something like this for. Because we, we talk about the price. It's just too much. Like, mm-hmm. But you also don't want to make it, like, $20, because then it just looks like a bottom shelf, you know, and you're, you're never... Yeah, you're going to get passed yeah. over. And everybody's like, oh, it's a cheap one that, you know, looks like the cheap Total Wine brand that's at the bottom of the, you know, the bottom of the thing. So, yeah. and I know they got to make money, too. Like, that's the other thing. Like, they just can't sell it for $20 because they probably don't have all the resources. So it's got to be tough for them. Yeah, and oh, and that's a... The bottle looks great. I mean, the presentation of it's great. Everything looks great, so... And they waited I mean, for four years. So, I mean, they, yeah, you know... Yeah, I mean, good yeah. job. Like, that... It's got to be tough, too. I know they got, like, gins and stuff out, so I'm sure that's what kept them afloat for yeah. for a while. And, and just for people that listen locally, we did look up that they have it at Liquor Barn. Um, yeah. It is distributed in Kentucky yeah. and different stuff too. I think. Yeah, I think a, they got like a pick or something. They had a barrel pick, pick, like a barrel strength pick or something yeah, like that. Something like so, that. So that's something we need to check out, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was priced strength. at what sixty or sixty-five. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, I think it was six years too. Yeah. I think it was a little bit older too. I think there's a lot of promise here. I'm I'm excited about it. And with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Mashup KY. Also, let us know your thoughts on this bot on the comment section. Until next time, keep it neat.